We're back with another Skull Stories presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Tonight, we're catching up with Vikings legend and old buddy of mine, Matt Burke. Welcome back to Skull Stories presented by 3M. Tonight, we're catching up with a hometown kid who was able to play for his hometown team. He was the anchor of the Vikings offensive line for a decade, named one of the 50 greatest Vikings of all time, and went on to cap off his career with a Super Bowl victory in Baltimore. Please enjoy tonight's conversation with Vikings legend, Matt Burke. It is with much, how would I say it? Pleasure is not the right word. It's just, it just feels good to have Matt Burke here. Matt, how you doing? You look fabulous. Well, how, I mean, how you been? I've been, how have I been? I've been good, Peter. You've been good? I've been good, You've man. You've been busy, it's, I know that. Well, I'm always busy, which is good, because uh, idle time is the devil's playground. You've Eight like kids. 18 kids. Eight kids. So 21 years old, down to seven. So I got the whiz. I got the gamut right now. Pray <laughs> oh for me. God. Pray for my wife. Uh, it's like I mean, you don't have to think about that. It, the, the blessing, and I guess in disguise with all that, is you don't have to like schedule stuff. Meaning, if you want to do something, you just go home and be around everybody, and something is going to happen. Something is going on. I never wake up wondering, do I have anything to do today? There's always <laughs> the docket's always full, and then if I can do all that, then I could do something that I want to do. And the problem is, is that you can't get rid of them. No, right? No, you we've can't tried. Fix this. You we've can't tried. Fix that. You know, we have forgotten kids at places. I'm not <laughs> we've, kidding, but uh, we've left doors open. They find their way back. <laughs> Ah, it's all good, Peter. It's all good. You know that. Oh, I think about how long I've known. We, you know, we've been together. I've, I've known, and I've known you since my rookie year. Yeah, since your rookie year. But it's like right now at this moment, I the thing I think about is this studio, this building, this facility, and comparing it to Winter Park. It's insane. Isn't, Every time I walk in here, it's just like this is not how it used to be. <laughs> and I'm glad. I am so glad. I don't know how you feel. I am so glad that our era was the Winter Park era, mm-hmm. was no social media. Back then, we knew Winter Park wasn't very nice, right? Like, we knew yep. it wasn't a great facility. Well, like, I mean, in the summer when you'd walk into the locker room and there'd be the air conditioner, <laughs> the mobile air conditioner ducks that you'd have to walk over. <laughs> we, but you know what? It was like... Or the removable lockers for... Oh, yeah, the removable lockers for the rookies. For the cut downs. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But, but it was like, this is... But this is ours, man. You know, this yeah. is like, this is ours. This is us. It was it was part of our identity, like having the less than uh, adequate facilities. I know there's a lot of stuff that you've done, but I want to dig into what's going... Especially the equipment room, because that was pretty much the locker room back in the day, but how much time we spent there. So I don't know if you've been down in the new equipment room, but they've recently oh, yeah. you know, named it the Dennis Ryan Equipment Room. And I'm like, that's a change? That's some, that's different? <laughs> it was it's unofficially the D. Ryan it, it, locker room. It's always room. been. Like, oh, they just, oh, they finally just put his name up there. You you know, you know, and Hutch, you carried on the tradition of the cribbage and with Dave Dixon and Walsh and Freddie. And just let the fans know a little bit about what that was all about. Because you guys had a bit with the paper and the crosswords. and yeah. the, Well, that's oh what my, it was all about. I mean, oh if you God. said I'm going to work. I mean, I thought of, you know, my, my office was the equipment room, was back there by the dryers. <laughs> D. Ryan, we had the table. And I mean, not a nice table, right? Like just a, a, a Formica table and some some crappy chairs. But yeah, we'd read the paper in the morning. D. Ryan had the best coffee there. You'd do the crosswords. You'd play cribbage at lunch. That that was the quote, the office. Yeah. Um, if I wasn't in meetings, I wasn't lifting. If, if I had to get treatment, it was like, hey, Chuck, hey, Freddie, can I do this in the equipment room, right? Right, because you can't move the cribbage game into the training room. No, so it's like, you know, everything was, that was that was like home. 
That was that was office. That was that was the home. That was that was when I'm going to work. I picture myself sitting in the equipment room, and you and, and you carry down the tradition. And I don't know what it was with centers that day because Jeff Christie was. Well, I just was, tried to emulate Jeff Christie everything he did, or, so. or, or Morris when you'd walk in to get a coffee, and then all of a sudden there's he's long snapping from one end of the locker room to the other, and you're you know trying to hit people as you walk in. Those are the best. I mean, that like the memories. Yeah, back, you know, back there was like a speakeasy. Yeah, not not not, <laughs> not that you needed one. But you think, oh, the locker room's the inner sanctum. Right. But it was like the equipment room was even a more exclusive club. It wasn't like anybody. I mean, anybody could come back there. But it was typically offensive linemen. You know, like Moss would come back there once in a while. We'd kind of be like, hey, can we see your credentials to get in here? You know, we'd big boy him a little (laughs) bit. Uh, I mean, the the old linemen kind of ruled it. And uh, whether it was during the week or Fridays. Remember Friday afternoons? The best. You know, what, one o'clock, you're done. Food's in the locker room. Everybody grab big plates of food. Go oh, back there. The and, week is done. And when I was single, I mean, we were done at one o'clock. I can remember leaving work at five, five thirty. <laughs> you play Friday. four hours of cribbage on Friday. Uh, yeah. Freddie back there telling right. us that we were we weren't we're not tough enough to play back in the day. And Lertzema coming by. Gosh, those were. That's, that how Freddie, that's how Freddie paid off his cabin, right? It was uh, just playing cribbage. Freddie would teach everybody how to play cribbage, but yeah, he always started out playing for money. So it was, it was, it was an expensive <laughs> lesson. I was just going to say that was the most expensive <laughs> lesson. I, you know, not guitar <laughs> lessons. No, no, piano. No, no, cribbage lessons. Were, oh. and you know what, though? But you guys did respect the space because I don't ever recall a fight occurring in the locker room. I, I remember him in the training room. One of the one of the one of the one of the most uh, infamous ones with uh, Henry Thomas and and Cooper, when uh, Coop was clipping his toenails and letting them fall over the place, <laughs> and Henry Thomas took exception to it. He's like, "Put a damn towel under your feet," and then next thing you know, this spills out in, into the locker room, and John Randall jumps in on it, and it was. But yeah, we just—it's like you respected that space. The, the 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 fights and stuff never spilled into the equipment room. No, never. And I think you respected the space because you respected Dennis Ryan. I mean, D Ryan, you know, he was like so hospitable. I mean, think about it. Tough job being the equipment manager, right? Especially in Winter Park, way too small a space, stuff everywhere. Probably a huge pain in the butt to have us back there in his way. Going into the cooler and getting cokes and drinking all his coffee, he's probably like, I don't need this. No, but I think doesn't. I think he loved it too, right? He loved he just loved us being there as he would just work like at this at this he didn't unbelievable to, pace. He didn't have to go find anybody because we were already in there. That's where we were. You know, if you if you didn't, um, I'm going to digress for one second and tell my favorite Jeff Christie story ever is when he's mess he's in there messing around with the football and he knocked out a ceiling tile. Yes, yes. And Dennis Ryan goes, Hey, you know those are like twenty bucks a piece. And Christie's like, Oh my God, really? And then he walks over, bam, knocks out another one. He goes down the line <laughs> with about six of them, and he looks at D. Ryan. You know, there's that white stuff all over the floor. He looks at D. Ryan, and he goes, send me the bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, those were good days, man. You can't man. make it up. So uh, Prep Bowl, you doing anything for the – that's uh, that's coming up. You doing anything? Is, is Creighton involved in it? I mean, you uh, – I mean, No, you, you, no we're re- you, rebuilding. You, you played in the – in the uh, uh, what do they call it the uh, the Super Bowl, which is like the prep bowl it, for the NFL, right? Yeah, it's similar. Yeah, yeah. The Super Bowl is kind of a big. deal. Our guy Chad Abbott, I guess, is representing again. He's there representing St. Thomas Academy. I might go this year because because St. Thomas Academy's in it. Are I you play- gonna do okay? If if you go, are you gonna do, try to do a box like talk to Jay here and say 
dude, give me a box. I want the TV. I want the you no, know, no. Or, I just or, or the you common folks. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Are you, gonna, are you just gonna sprawl out in a section with the twenty-two kids? Well, here's what I remember. Like, so I actually played in the prep bowl. My junior year, we played in the the championship. My senior year, and junior year, we had no business being there. We got blown out by Lakeville. My senior year, we thought we were gonna win the state. Yeah, we should have, and we lost nine seven. That back when football was football, right? right when you right. had fullbacks and like three <laughs> tight ends. We lost 9-7 to Apple Valley. It's Receivers still, wore numbers me. in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he threw yeah. them all like four times a but game in high school. Yeah, I'll say this, though. Um, the prep bowl, though, to be able to play in, well, the old Metrodome, but in this yeah. new, that is such an awesome thing for these guys. Well, I can remember vividly when we walked in there the first time my junior year in the semifinals, and, I mean, it was the old Metrodome, which, you know, we didn't. That was that was as nice as it got back right. then. absolutely. You know? And I remember walking on the field and looking up, and there was like twenty thousand people there, maybe. Wow! So, so it's like two thirds empty. Yeah. But you're still like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how big this place is. I can't believe how the many field people looks are bigger, here. Right. And I told somebody whose son played there the other night. I said, your son, ask him after the game how his legs felt when he walked on the field, because I can remember when I walked on the field, I couldn't feel my legs. I was like walking <laughs> on air amazing. as a high school kid. You're so excited. I mean, I, listen, I've played in a million games since then, bigger right. games. I can remember that like it was yesterday in the tunnel. In the tunnel, I remember thinking. That tunnel this was is, like 10 miles long. This is where the Vikings come out. You know, you feel like you. It, awesome. it's like part you're playing your game and part you're at fantasy camp. Because yeah. for a high school <laughs> kid, you're like, this is the best thing ever. Now, fast forward, you you know, you go to Harvard and do a bunch of good stuff, right? Whatever. And you play football there, do well. well it's enough to A's. Yeah. But my point is, is, is think about this way. Did it take away from your first walk down that tunnel as a professional. I mean, because that's a preseason game. In your rookie year, a preseason game is a game. That's like the it, Super Bowl. It may as well be a game. That's just, hey, When you're a sixth-round pick, weren't you a seventh-rounder <laughs> seventh seventh round. pick? Yeah. You're a sixth, seventh-round pick, that preseason game, that's the Super Bowl. My first preseason game in the NFL, we played in Dallas. It was We had five that year. This is this is my intro to the NFL. First of all, it's 115 degrees. The game was at seven or whatever, but it's still hot. We flew down the day of day the game. Up, hung out in a hotel for we a We hung few out hours in a hotel for two hours and then went over to the stadium. Felt pretty hydrated. The, yeah, felt, exactly. Felt pretty, pretty sharp. But, but my dad played for the Cowboys, so that was kind of cool. Your dad played for the Cowboys? Oh, yeah. He was on I the original, never knew that. He was on the original team in 1960. I had no idea. Yeah, neither did I until I was about, uh, you know, 16. Anyway. Wow. But it, it's – so that part of it was cool to play. It wasn't the same. They played in the Cotton Bowl back in the day, whatever. But still, I can't imagine that happening, being – you know, you played on that field before and then coming out there and saying, yeah, yeah I know where everything is. No, you know, it wasn't. You don't have to tell me. It wasn't like that at all. You know, you know how uh, the angst that you have – Before every game. It wasn't like it ever got that much easier <laughs> – I'd always get so worked up. Everyone's like, oh, man, you're in year 10. It must be pretty easy for you. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm, right. I'm, I'm scared, you know, I remember, scared I was rookie year. I remember it was, it was in 98, so I'd been around for five years. And we had Tom Alvadotti, remember him? You of know, course. Tom, you yeah. know, the, the, with the V-neck and the, you know, the whole, the whole thing. He, Slightly Italian. We're stretching before one of the preseason games, and he walks by me, and instead of saying, you know, Let's go, you know, be, you know, we need your best. Let's, you know, be your best, that kind of thing. Something positive like they do today. He goes, he just looks at me and goes, yeah, you you need to play well today. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't know that. And I'm like, 
I yeah, know. it's like, okay, Ron, obvious. Thank you. Okay. But what does that mean? Does that mean I'm out? Does that mean I'm, you know, my magnet it was moved down on the chart? Or I mean, what? The, well, but no, you bring a great it's point. Like, what does that mean? So, so kind of a different era, too, right? Like, okay, so 98, I get there. Well, you got Todd Stussy, Randall McDaniel, that offensive Jeff line Christie, Dave Dixon, and Corey Stringer. Yeah. Oh, and Everett Lindsay, too. Yeah. So um, it was sort of like, I mean, who do you think got the brunt of everything you. from Mike Tyson and all the veterans? You. Me and Lewinsky. Yo, well, and, but, Lewinsky. But Lewinsky didn't come yeah. till after. He got cut by Detroit, yeah, and then right. we signed him. So I was the draft pick, and Tice is like, I went out, I stuck out my neck for you. That's why we drafted you. So, like, every time I screwed up, he's like, I stuck out my neck for you. You can't play in this league. Stick around for more Skull Stories presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll be back with more from Matt Burke right after this. Help local families by ringing bells for the Salvation Army. Sign up today at SalvationArmyNorth.org. Together, we can love beyond the difficult times ahead. Welcome back to tonight's edition of Skull Stories presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. From the field to the roof and everywhere in between, 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings, is here. Visit vikings.com slash skull science to learn more. Now let's get back into our conversation with Matt Burke. Hazing wasn't like, I mean, it was hazing, right? And that's, it was, a, that's it, a broad term. It right. was widely tolerated. It was right. just part of the deal, yeah, that's right? A, it's a rite of passage. Rite of passage. I mean, I remember Randall, make, I remember Corey Stringer, before like Corey and I were cool, like, I, uh-huh. you know, who was like, Corey was like, you know, greatest guy ever, right? I mean, just mm. big, loving, fun, right. warm. But before like, he comes up to me one time, and he's just dead serious. He goes, hey, Burke, tomorrow, bring me 20 bucks. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I don't know, and I think he's kidding, and he doesn't look like he's kidding. And I was like, man, I better make sure I show up with 20 bucks tomorrow in case this guy really wants it. Like, that's just right. how it was. And and then, you know, you throw Morris into the mix. Oh, um, it's... So it was like, well, how about this? I remember my rookie year, New Year's Eve day. It was a Friday. Done at one. Mm-hmm. Eat some food, play some cards. I go home. I'm still a rookie, right? So I'm just kind of like along for the ride. I know this team's like we're 15 and one. Like, don't don't be the guy that screws anything up. Like, Correct. Just, just let these guys do what they do, Thank and you. I'm going to go to the Super exactly. Bowl with these guys. Just be a chameleon and wallflower. Just yeah. blend in. And I'm sitting at home, and I'm like, oh, I'll watch the 10 o'clock news, because that's what you did back then. You watched the 10 o'clock news. And they get to a, the sports section of the news, and uh, uh, Eddie Cairo. Eddie Cairo's mm-hmm. doing the sports. And up uh, you know above his above his shoulder, there's a, there's a graphic, and it says Matt Burke, and there's a picture – of my locker and they do a story and you and Morris had pulled my locker out onto the field. You got chairs there and you're holding like a little, a little press conference interview talking about how, Oh yeah, Matt's probably home right now sleeping. He's, you know, he's a good guy. He's a good boy. He's, he's in bed early. He's going to show up tomorrow and he's going to see his locker on the field. I remember rookie had to get there like 6am to lift. Yeah, right? was... He had like the early lift times. And so all night I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, Bursich and more. They put my they put my locker out in the field. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble for Every, this. The clothes are all wet, frozen. Yeah. I'm but oh, but I'm right. thinking I'm gonna get in trouble. Like Denny's Denny, Denny Green's that, gonna right? be like, why mm-hmm. is Burke being a distraction? I show up at like 5 a.m. and I'm like I get there and I'm like, there's no security gate, right? <laughs> Any, right. Anybody could pull into Winter Park yeah, back then. You're right. And I'm looking. It's pitch black and I'm looking around the field like, where is my locker? And of course, D Ryan of is course, already there. Yeah. And I'm like, Dennis, where's my locker? And Dennis is like. I, I brought it in, you know. But I, I'm, I'm thinking all night. Morris hung a hose over the goal. I remember that hung the hose. Yes, yeah. I mean you. But that's what you guys did. That's yeah. how it was, and that was just the the culture. And and, and they say this, Matt. 
hurt people hurt people. <laughs> well, yeah, you were scared for when you were a rookie, right? With with, with my with Jack Del Rio and um, Greg Minuski, right? Um, Carlos Jenkins. It, it, I mean, it, I was brutalized. Yeah, and every day, every it, you camp. It, you're in number one. We're in camp for five weeks. Yeah. And then every day you wake up, which is bad enough because you can't go play cards at night because you got to study your playbook because Monty Kiffin goes nuts. And by the way, the vets don't want you playing cards with them. Exactly. You're you're not welcome at the card game. Being the rookie in the room, you're the one. I I mean, my rookie year, Monty Kiffin told me, you you are not allowed to ask questions. Good ask questions. That's a good way to learn. Right. And that's good. <laughs> no, that, don't just, ask but questions. But they didn't care back then. It's like you, you if you they, make it fine, good for you. But yeah. if you don't, we don't care. There, there's no onboarding process but for rookies in the NFL back day, then. Walking, walking, you know, from from Gage Hall to the locker room. I'm like, this. What what is it going to yeah. be today? Is it going to be Vaseline inside my helmet? Is it going to be an fu sticker stuck? You know, Minuski took that little the label maker. Yeah, you know, and he put it behind my little rubber thing in the back of my helmet, and we're in the middle of warmups, and he stops warmups and goes, "Monty, come here, look at this," and he comes stuck back, it on your peels helmet. it down, and says, "Fu Monty" on the back of it. <laughs> and you know, Monty gets it, and he's like, "Can you believe the, you know, the disrespect? How much these guys hate you?" Right, you know, and I'm just like I'm sitting there, I'm going, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Two things. There is times I can vividly remember biking because we had bikes then when I yeah. got there. We'd bike from Gage Hall to the locker room and biking on that little street. It's like two yeah. blocks, right? And I was like, I wouldn't mind if a car hit me right now. <laughs> like, don't don't kill me, but just knock me off my bike so like I I sprain my shoulder yeah. or something. I can't. I don't have to practice. Yeah. Number one. Number two. You talk about being brutal. You know who brutalized me more than anybody? Johnny Randall. Really? Oh well, well, everyone's like, "Oh, it's awesome! You're, you made the team. You're playing for the Vikes." And I'd be like, "Do you know oh, what I do that, every day? Yeah, you I do go to work, on, right? And I do. I, Randall's not taking any one on ones. No. So I do one on ones against Johnny Randall. Never block him. And I'm I'm on the scout team, so I go against Johnny Randall every day. I never block him. And he would tell me about it in the locker room, in the bathroom. In the weight room. And so this is like. Well, it was because he liked you. Well, so this is in the Super Bowl. When the Super Bowl was here, him and I were doing something together. And uh, we're in like the green room or whatever. And I said, hey, I said, you know this. I just want to make sure you know. I effing hated you <laughs> my rookie year. Like you were such a jerk. And he looks at me and he goes, I know. He goes, but that's how those guys were to me. And yeah. that's what helped me make it. And it's like, and I just said, I'm going to be like this to this guy. And either he's going to, like to your point, yeah. he's either going to make it. Or he's not. But there, back then, it wasn't like, "Hey, come here, let me take you under my wing right. and show you the ropes." It's like, "I'm gonna like make it as hard as possible on you." Yes. Yeah. And then, well, but gosh, those were. I'm glad we. I'm glad we can sit back and yeah. laugh about it now because back then I used to cry myself to exactly. sleep. Exactly. And, and, and you can't just walk up to somebody. You know, you're out at a bar and be like, you know, let me tell you a story. You know, they don't get it. Don't no get one it. gets it. That um, was awesome. I want to ask you about offensive line play. And, you know, the group that the Vikings have now, like with Derisaw and Reisner and the running game here in Minnesota is kind of they're, they're kind of finding its way. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And just your thoughts on O-line play, whether it's in the league these days, because it just seems well, it's it, different. It's different. And, and what is different? And tell me what you think of yeah, it. Yeah, it's different. You know, back back when we played, it was it was about movement. Get guys off the ball. You know, you had fullbacks. You'd bring in, you know, DeLong and Hunter right. Goodwin and Jimmy Klein Saucer. We, Klein, we try yeah, to, you know, we try saucer. to. Now, nowadays, it's more just kind of cover guys up, you know, run. Cover them up, you know, kind of get get in the get in the framework of their bodies and hold them and let the backs do what they do. It's different. I don't want to say it's better or worse. But these D linemen are bigger now. Well, they're bigger and they're faster and they're. I will say with this current group, what I've seen recently, which I yeah. like, I think this Reisner guy, Reisner brings an attitude. 
you got to have that one guy on your line that's sort of like, you know, he doesn't look good in the uniform, looks horrible with his shirt off, but he's going to be tough. Right. He's, he's going to hit guys a little bit after the whistle. And and I think he's kind of brought this attitude to the group that's sort of like, hey, we're, we're, we're coming after you. You know, this is going to be an all-day thing. You might beat me a couple times. Who cares? Right. I'm putting my hand in the dirt, and I'm coming off the ball every time. And I think, from what I see, it seems like that sort of – uh, has, has taken over the entire line, and now they're—I mean—they ran the ball great last week, and and obviously, hopefully, that can continue. We were pulling guys, kicking guys out. Ryan Grigson—I um, don't know if you met Ryan or yeah, no Ryan. Yeah. So he was—he would always say, "Got to have blue feet," and I'm like, "Blue feet? What, what do you mean by blue feet?" And he's like, "Well, that—that's the—that's the ranking. Right. Blue is elite. Is the elite yeah. feet? You got to have blue feet as a lineman. You got to have good feet. And you had great feet, I'm sure." I, 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 I was not fast, but I was quick, and I had good feet and good balance, and I think that's, well, you what, had, uh, that's but, what helped and me. And that was that was your bit, though. I mean, Christy kind of – because he was undersized, and he was a practice squad guy that we brought yeah. in. And, and, but the movement, the ability to say, all right, that linebacker is, is, is plussed over a little too much. We won't combo to him. I'm just going to pull. Pull, yeah. That, nobody was doing that back right. then. And they, it was kind of out of necessity for Jeff, from what I understand, because he was just a smaller guy. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, bring Dave Dixon down, let him Coco Bonk the yeah. nose tackle, <laughs> and then pull Jeff around 285 pounds going through right. the hole on a 240-pound linebacker. And that was just how we played center here. Ty said, you're going to learn how to play center. I was like, well, I got to learn how to pull. And uh, it's a great scheme. I don't, you, know, you don't see a lot of people doing it no. even now, which uh, I don't know why, because – Man, if you can get if you or on the edge too, Jimmy Kleinsauer would come down oh. and smoke that smoke that DN and Stuce or Stringer would pull around. Yeah, you get a three hundred. And now the, the the little guys, the the DBs, they can't cut the big guys out in space. There you go. So now you're at a total advantage. I don't know why more teams don't do it, but we did it. We did it pretty well for a while. Could we get you out there today, maybe or tomorrow at practice? And I mean, I could do talk it. about do it. it. <laughs> I could certainly I could certainly do a walkthrough. Uh, this this body don't run. Everyone's like, what do you do for working out? I'm like, I do everything except running. I do not run. Uh, Matt, thank you for your time. And, and yeah, it's a conversation that I guess only a few people can have. You right. know what I mean? It, 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 I love being able to share it. And, uh, God, I feel better. I just feel yeah, good. You know, you, know, you good, feel good, good after it. I used, to, I, used to, I used to like the old guys, the like Lurts and those guys would come in and Billy Brown, and they talk yeah. about, oh, remember that game at the yeah. old men? I'd be like, these guys are losers, man. They're talking about the old days. Exactly. <laughs> That's all we got, Pete. That's, That's all, all we, we got left. That's all we have left. All right. Well, it's better than nothing. That's right, baby. At least there's something. All right, Matt. Good luck to you, and, and uh, thanks for coming out. Appreciate it, Pete. Thanks again to Matt for joining tonight's show. It's always great catching up with him whenever we get a chance. The Vikings are in a primetime matchup after the big loss out there in, in Denver on Sunday night. Playing against the Chicago Bears, it's going to be 7:20. Catching on ESPN or on your local ABC affiliate. Thanks again, Matt, for your help tonight. And thank you, fans, for tuning in to another edition of Skull Stories presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. We will see you all again next week.